The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> Holy sh! They're actually monkeys fighting robots! You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots and on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now, here's your host, Matt. Welcome to the 32nd episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Before my love of comics, I loved Evil Knievel. And I don't know why. I was born in 1976, and by 1980, he was pretty much done. But for kindergarten and for first grade, I was Evil Knievel for Halloween. And at my school, we had a costume parade. And I walked around in my red, white, and blue jumpsuit like a badass. I never knew the true story of Evil Knievel until I watched the I Am Evil Knievel documentary last night. They don't make them like that anymore. My name is Evil Knievel. I'm a professional daredevil. My dad did things that nobody else would ever even think of doing. The crowd, the noise, the people, Evil Knievel was everything. He didn't have a death wish, he had a life wish, man. Wasn't even a wish, he was doing it. It was man on steel with it with an engine. Let's get it on. You hope that he made it, but if he crashed, you know, it, it just gave you that sensibility, like, man, this guy's not joking. Who else would get busted up and two weeks later, be back jumping the motorcycle. Who else can you think about that did that? He's gangster, man. The guy knew no boundary. He only knew go big or go home. And the dude never went home. Evil Knievel made a lot of money. And he spent it faster than he made it. I mean, he used to women, cars, booze. That's probably why he wound up broke. He says, well, I had two choices. I could either rob banks or jump motorcycles. <laughs> was my dad perfect? Hell no. His name was Evil. <laughs> Here today to talk to me about the documentary and the man is Evil Knievel's son, Kelly. Kelly, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Hey, Matt. Can you tell us about the documentary coming out today, I Am Evil Knievel? It's, uh, you know, there's been four or five documentaries done about my dad before, but the, in uh, this is the first one that the families participated in. And, and you know, our goal with this documentary is, is I think my dad made his first jump in uh, 1966, and then in the span of seven or eight years, he, I mean, literally, he was one of the most famous people in the world. So it's 
it's not so much – I mean, he made 175 jumps. He probably fell off it's 11 or 12 times. He crashed, I think, and, and, and that's what made him so famous, or, or rather his willingness to, to get back on the motorcycle and do it again. And, and, and the force of the man's personality and his imagination and his courage, and, and, and that's really the story that this documentary is, uh, is attempting to tell. What was your role in producing the film? Oh, I just helped put together the film clips and kind of went over the storyline and, 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 you know, just the arrangements of the movie. It's really not that difficult. My, my dad's story falls. I mean, if you just show a couple film clips and talk about it, it's, you get a pat on the back for crying out loud. Why was now the time to release this documentary? You know, there's a whole generation of people that are coming up that, that are, uh, like their heroes are, are are like Travis Pastrana and Matt Hoffman and Matthew McConaughey and Tony Hawk and you know all these guys got their inspiration from Evil Knievel and and there's a lot of young people that that don't know uh, they know Evil Knievel's name but they don't know about Evil Knievel and this documentary is is who he was. Can you tell me how you felt the first time you watched the completed documentary? Um, you know, there's a lot of good and bad in this documentary. It's, uh, you know, we 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 didn't want to sugarcoat everything about Evil Knievel's life. I mean, you know, my dad had a had a had a big personality and made some mistakes in his life, and you know, we didn't want to sugarcoat that. We wanted to present him as as who he was. You mentioned Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he has a decent sized role in the documentary, and he's credited with being a friend. How did that relationship form? Um, I think Matthew just kind of always admired my dad. He, he's, I mean, my dad was, was, was real. I mean, if, you know, if there's a room full of actors and my dad walked into the room and there's the most famous actors in the world, they all wanted to meet my dad. You know, what my dad did was, was, was raw, um, and it was real and it was visceral and he was able to communicate that to people. And, and, and I think that that was part of the attraction. You just mentioned, and it's also mentioned in the documentary, that your dad went from a nobody to the most famous person in the United States within the span of seven years. Can you talk about that seven years from your point of view? Boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, my dad didn't have any managers. It's, I mean, it's not like he was in a, in a, you know, in an established sports league where you did X, Y, and Z. He had to make it all up himself. And I mean, he drove his ramps between county fairs where he was jumping at and made all his own appearances and contracts. And, and you know, I think we were so busy during that time in our life that we didn't have time to stop and think about how famous he was. It just didn't occur to us. And, you know, we were from a small town. It's not like we were in Hollywood or somewhere. We, we lived in a small town in Montana. I was watching the Wembley Stadium footage. Were you there for that jump? No, we we were in the United States, so we got the news with a phone call. My question to you is, what motivates a man to walk to the top of those buses with a broken back and give a speech to the crowd? God, who knows? Uh, he's got a broken back. He's got a broken hip. They're trying to load him into an ambulance. He, he's, he's not going to go out in an ambulance. He wants, he wants them to carry him up back up to the top of the ramp so he can address the crowd and then he's going into shock and he tells them all that 
that he's going to retire. I mean, he's in the National Stadium in England, for crying out loud, and he's packed the place. And he's got a red, white, and blue number one on his shoulder, and he's, he's just not going to get carried out of there like that. And then he wakes up the next day in the hospital and, 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 and says, I'll be goddamned, I'm going to go back to the United States, and I'm going to jump over 14 buses. That, that's the kind of guy he was. How big do you think your dad would have been today with the 24-7 media cycle? You know, I, I, I don't know if the circumstances today would, would, would make an evil Knievel. I mean, in the, in the 60s, it was the circumstances of the country, and it was, it was the circumstances of where we grew up at. And, I mean, all those things just came together at the right time to make an evil Knievel and in the 60s and 70s. I, I, I don't know how that would play out today. Would you like to see somebody at least try? I don't think you can ever replace the original. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of guys out there that are in the extreme sports business that I have the, the utmost respect for. They're, they're great athletes, and they're fantastic at what they do, and they're great at marketing, but that... I, 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 I just don't know if there's ever going to be another evil Knievel. The guy was a original individual. You mentioned how his life story kind of just falls together for the documentary. Are there any plans for an evil Knievel feature film? Um, there's a bunch of guys in Hollywood talking about it. You know, Channing Tatum has been talking about it. Matthew McConaughey has been talking about it. Um, I, I, I'm sure there will be. I, I, I mean, his story is too great not to be told. Um, I'm sure at one point there will be guys keep talking about it and they've hired script writers and I'm sure there will be at one point. If you were the casting director today, who would you cast as your father? I love Matthew McConaughey. I, 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 I'm not sure he's the right guy for the role, but, um, uh, he's got to be involved with it somehow directing it or producing it or something. How do you want people to remember your father? Um, you know, my dad was a human. So uh, uh, when people think about my dad, you know, they're, they're uh, I mean, my dad wasn't perfect. And uh, that didn't stop him from anything. And he never claimed to be perfect. And uh, you don't have to be perfect. You need to have drive and character and uh, ambition and work ethic, and you can, do, you can do a lot of things in life. Kelly, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Matthew. That was Kelly Knievel in the documentary, I Am Evil Knievel, is out today on Blu-ray and video on demand. You can also order it online at IamEvilKnievel.com. Hey, Matt, we survived another episode. Oh, no! <laughs> Once again, there are several ways to continue the conversation after the show. Follow us on Twitter, at monkeys underscore robots. You can look at all our silly photos on Instagram, at monkeys fighting robots. You can follow me on Twitter, at Matthew Sardo. The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on SoundCloud. Also, if you have a chance, rate our show on iTunes. If you have an Android device, listen to our show on Stitcher. There's also this great app called TuneIn. Listen to every radio station in the world, plus the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again. There are so many people that made the 32nd episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots a success. 
Special thanks to Kelly Knievel for calling the Monkeys Fighting Robots hotline. Jeff Shade is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed the Monkeys Fighting Robots logo. The staff at Visual Realm built our website and keeps us up and running. To all my friends, family, and the interweb, thank you for joining us for this episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Tonight on News 4 at 5. Nothing beats a long hot shower in the winter, but how long do you take? 10 minutes. 20 minutes. If there's music, maybe 30. Heating water is so expensive, so I'll show you four ways to slash your energy bill. Saving you money this winter. Consumer reporter Susan Hogan is working for you tonight on News 4 at 5 with Wendy Rieger, Jim Hanley, and Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Getting you up to speed the minute you get home with the Today's top stories and changing weather conditions. Working for you on NBC 4 at 5.